Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Advice for Myself. Hopefully you can hear me okay. I'm driving, which seems to be a, a theme of when I get ideas like this that, you know, I want to record them while I have them. But anyway, for those of you who have listened before, those of you who haven't, Advice for Myself is what this podcast is all about, and I don't really go into any detail about who I am or what I do. There might be hints in, you know, along the way, but the the way I see it, you know, you don't really need to know who I am or what I do or where in the world I am uh, for, you know, for my thoughts and ideas to mean anything. And that goes for, that goes for guests as well. You know, eventually the idea behind this is that I have people on and I ask them, you know, about their own stories and what advice they would have for themselves. But likewise, the, the, they'll probably stay anonymous too, because, you know, in the end, we're all just people trying to work through life and, whatever your name is, however many Instagram followers you have, or how much money you make really doesn't matter when it comes down to learning lessons about life. Lessons that a lot of different people can get behind and understand. So that's the idea. That's what this is all about. This episode is all about ego. Ego is everything. Everything is ego. And... I should, I should qualify that I am not a thought leader, right? So just in case you're wondering, I'm not like, I'm not a big time philosopher. Well, I mean, you know, amateurly, but I'm not, I don't teach this. I'm not a, I'm not a thought leader at at the current moment. I don't know. Maybe I am at some point in the, in throughout the rest of the story of me, but I'm not, I'm not coming from a place of expertise in, in what I'm talking about here. And I think that's okay. I think that's totally fine. I really don't care because I don't think it invalidates anything that I have to say or anything that I have to think. And I don't think that it should invalidate anything that you have to say or anything that you have to think. So if you have something on your mind, I think you should be able to say it, get it out. Anyway, all that's a digression from what I want to talk about in this episode, which is a thought that central that is centered, is centralized around egoism. Egoism is a philosophy. I, I don't know the origins of it. Again, I'm not an expert in this field. I, I just study it because I think it's fun. And I think about things because I think that they're fun. I'm not an expert. So I guess here's your disclaimer. Hang on. It, this is a one-man band. I, need, I, I might still need a fact check. That's okay. I'm I'm willing to take risks like that. Egoism is a philosophy. It's probably an ancient philosophy that postulates. There's a fun word that postulates that that believes that thinks that everything that we do has an inherent self motive. That even the most self-sacrificing actions that we might take actually have an underlying self-serving motive 
And I actually like that a lot. I don't really care. I like, I'm not, I'm not picking at it to say that, oh, our egos are bad. I mean, I think that an unbridled ego can be destructive, but our egos, our sense of self, our sense of purpose and drive and ambition are still really useful, applicable tools for us to use to navigate through the world. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that that this philosophy puts forward. I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to think about how even if we think that we're being self-sacrificing, that we're actually not, that we're actually self-serving. Um, so, okay, what, what are some examples of this? Well, in, I suppose, any sort of charitable, let's just start there, any sort of charitable giving or volunteering, or, you know, in the Christian world, evangelizing, um, maybe not evangelizing, maybe that's too much of a tangent. I won't, I won't go there with this thought, but any sort of charity work or volunteering, you know, someone who might enter into a charity event or go serve time, they might be in it to serve others and absolutely serving others is, is hugely rewarding. And therein lies the whole idea about egoism. Serving others is rewarding to the person serving. We, you know, we've heard the, the cliche that it's better to give than to receive. I mean, the giver definitely takes pride and joy in giving. There is a, there's a self-serving element to giving up oneself to another and being able to say, hey, I gave something to you. I sacrificed myself. There's a little bit of ego in that to, I mean, it's not like we have, it's, it's not like we intend to hold things over each other. That's not the point. It's that giving ourselves away somehow, some way ends up coming back with a reward. Um, I I think parenting can be like this as well. And I've spoken about it with my mother. And we I don't I don't think we dis I, or excuse me, I don't think we agree. I don't think we agree on this. I and and we we've, we've I guess I should also mention that, you know, some t- some of the conversations that I had with her, you know, you know, were just little blips, you know, a 30 second, oh, well, here's another instance of ego showing up. Oh, here's another instance of ego showing up. But there was one conversation that was really deep and really hard. And the ideas that I was putting forth and the ideas that she were that she was putting forth didn't match up. They didn't add up with each other. And that's neither good nor bad. That's that it's neutral. It's it's okay. It's fun. It's how it it's how it's allowed to be. But a view of parenting is that parenting in and of itself is a sat is a self-sacrificial self-sacrificial 
act. It is the parent gives themselves up for the child for the betterment of the child, for the betterment of the family. And while, while I do think that there is an element of that in parenting, what I, what I argued to her and what I, what I would probably argue now is that, yeah, there's an element, but in the end, why do people have kids in the first place? So that they feel loved so that they build their family the way that they envisioned it maybe their whole lives. So even even the act of self-sacrifice of a parent going without so that their kids could go with, there's an element of self-satisfaction and seeing things turn out the way that they do, the way that they did. My mom, and I mean, my family has made so many sacrifices for myself it's really hard to to separate those two like I don't I I would never want to tell my mom you know I think you were being self-serving by taking sacrifices or you know anybody for that matter but I think the core issue here the core of this idea is just that in almost everything that we do there's there's a self-satisfaction element of it, right? Whether it's parenting to create the family that you've always wanted or that you've dreamed of, whether it's athletics. I, I've been a part of a team uh, that I, I've coached, right? I've coached, I've served, quote unquote served on a team that won a national championship, but it served me just as much as I served it, right? I, I didn't come out in the negative because of my serving to the team. We won a championship. It was self-satisfying to me for us to do that. So it, whether it's athletics, athletics is a huge, huge example of ego. Every game, every instant is an opportunity to measure yourself up against another. And that's where ego thrives. Ego just wants to be better, show improvement, show superiority. Maybe that's a good a good word to be synonymous with ego is superiority. I mean, our own egos can give us give ourselves a superiority or an inferiority complex, right? Maybe all these thoughts and ideas are jumbled and not linear, but maybe I shouldn't care. Maybe it's only my ego that cares about what you think of me. Right? You see how that plays into? Right? Like, really, this podcast, I've already told you, is only about me. It's totally self-serving me. Now, the way that the way that I'm trying to not make it self-serving is in the is in the sense of like promotion and trying to make myself, you know, I don't want to become an influencer because of this. I don't want to become famous because of this. So in that in that regard, I, I you know I I'd like to think that I'm I kind of am having my ego in check, but even that in of an in and of itself is my ego showing or my ego trying to show me how much more morally superior I am for not wanting to be famous over a podcast, right? Like even that, even that trying to fly under the radar self-serves 
my ego to think that I have a higher <laughs> moral standard for not wanting to, you know, not wanting to try to mass publish or really push something out, you know, that that's really interesting, I think. It, you know, this whole thing is about me. And, you know, it's satisfying to my ego that, that it's all, I'm also trying to make it not about me, <laughs> right? Like, uh, it's, a, it's almost a martyrdom. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to be the, the one that falls to the crowd of influencers, right? It's like a, mar- a martyrdom. That's the ego. The ego wants to be martyred. The ego wants the recognition of, of sacrifice. The ego wants recognition of, of the victory. And the ego is also the one that shies away from challenges when it thinks it could be defeated. The ego is the, the part of us that is, is afraid of failure. The ego is the, the part of us that's afraid of rejection. The ego is, is the part of us that, you know, puts up a front that, that we try to show others, you know, the type of person that we want them to think that we are, but it's a front. And, you know, I think, wouldn't it be really nice if we could just be, you know, be, just be with more people rather than, you know, being our egos with more people. It's hard though. It's scary. It's scary. It's hard to open up. It's hard to talk about hard things. A friend, a friend recently confided about, you know, relationship difficulties, struggles, challenges, ups and downs. Takes a real accomplishment of getting over ego to open up about something that you're struggling with, because the ego doesn't want anybody to know that you're struggling with something. The ego wants you to come off as having your shit together. The ego wants you to come off as knowing that you know everything. Oof. We're cutting deep here, friends. I uh I'm gonna pull over. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not pull over like on the side of the road. I'm going to go into the gas station here. So we'll take a break. I mean, really, to you, it's not going to be a break. I'm going to come right back. But I'm going to take a break, which means the next thought that comes after this thought might not actually, you know, line up with this thought. But while I'm inside of the gas station here, we'll, uh, we'll see what else my, uh, my ego and my brain can cook up on the subject. And I will... See you again shortly, I suppose. All right. Here's the break. Boom. All right, friends, I'm back. Hopefully you enjoyed that break. It's probably only, you know, three, four, five seconds for you. About five minutes for me. So here's what happened. I walked inside. I was just going to use the restroom. Not a big deal. Walked inside. There was some trash blowing around outside, just outside the door. Uh, so I bent down to pick it up. Yep. And now I'm telling you to satisfy my own ego, to share how good of a person I am. 
You're welcome. You're welcome, world. You're better because I'm here. Right? You see, you see the issue with, with ego, right? The issue with ego is that everything can become self-serving. Um, I was reminded of, I was reminding, reminded of a hockey player. I won't name his name, but I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe at some point he'll listen to this. <laughs> uh, pro hockey player donated millions and millions and millions of dollars, but he did it publicly. Not like, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think along these lines back then, but since then I've, you know, come to think, you know, the way I, I do about this entire topic, he donated millions of dollars to uh, charities and hospitals, right? But he did it publicly. Why? Because he wanted everybody to know how good of a person he was, right? Again, maybe he listens to it. Maybe he has an issue with me saying this. I don't know. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I think that the things that you do when nobody's watching, the things that you do that nobody knows about, the things that you do when you're by yourself and you're quiet, those are the things that really judge your character. Because, you know, honestly, for all the millions of dollars that he gave away, he made five, ten times more. So what was that money to him anyway? If anything, it was more valuable to him to give away to boost up his ego and boost up, you know, how he was seen in everybody else's eyes, it, it was worth more than the money was actually worth, right? What if, what if all donations were anonymous? Do you, do we think that there would be as many charitable contributions? What if, what if people's names didn't get put on college buildings for, for massive donations to the school's endowment? Would, would as many people donate to higher education? I, I don't know. I don't know, but that's the ego, right? The ego is look at me. The ego is see how good I am. The ego is look at what I've done. On the way back out of the gas station, I held the door for someone. Look at that. Wow, Josh. Ooh. On the way back out of the gas station, I held the door for someone. I was like, ooh, such a good person. I am so nice. I am so kind for holding that door for that person. I didn't need to do that. I went out of my way to hold that door for that person. But what actually happened? Well, that person smiled and they said, thank you. And they did kind of the little rush walk that you do when someone's like holding the door open and waiting for you. Like you like, you're like, oh, oh, I got to hurry. Uh, so that, that all happened. Uh, but it, it was just this little gesture. But it made me feel good because they appreciated it. And it made them feel good because it, it was like a small act of service, right? So these little acts of service, it comes back around. These little acts of service are, are multiplicative. Ooh, there we go. There's another good word. Multiplicative. The little acts of service, you know, let's say I didn't, I didn't hold the door open for them. You know, the net happiness gained 
around Josh would have been one, I guess, for the little bit of trash that I, that I threw away, right? The net, the net happiness, you know, I, I, I picked up a piece of trash that maybe someone else would have had to pick up later, or maybe it would have blown onto someone's windshield and they would have crashed. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. So if I hadn't opened the door and held the door for that person, net happiness index uh, one, one because of the piece of trash, right? That I was already very, you know, philanthropic about picking up that piece of trash and throwing it away. But because I held the door for that person, they felt just a little bit happier. And I also felt just a little bit happier for, you know, doing something that brought someone else joy. So then we go from net one to net three, because it wasn't just me feeling, you know, good about myself. It was me feeling good about myself, plus the other person feeling good about me holding the door open, acting in service to them. So we go from, I mean, if we take out the piece of trash thing at all, we go from zero to two, right? It's a, it's almost like a power law. Now imagine a, a power law just meaning that, you know, it, it exponentially increases rather than linearly increases. You know, the, the little things that we do on a day-to-day basis, really like they can add up if, if they're going in the right direction, right? But then it's, again, it's all self-serving because in the end, we get good things back out on the other end of it. I think this is all, will take a little bit of a turn, a little bit of a twist. I, I don't think that you thought that we would get into economics here, but we are. So buckle up, buttercup. We, uh, I think that this idea is what was at the core of Adam Smith's economics, right? Adam Smith's invisible hand that in, in the function of ordinary people acting out of their own self-interest, that they bring value to society, that they bring benefit, that they bring good to society. In my own self-interest to make myself feel good and to inflate my own ego and to make myself feel like I'm such a good person, I brought the net value added to society of happiness. The net, the net happiness value add was two because I made myself happier and I made this other person happier for holding the door open for them. I think that's what Adam Smith was on to, right? In my own self-interest to make myself feel good, I did something else for someone else. And then, you know, the, the total happiness wealth went from zero to two. I think that's what he was talking about. But I don't think that's quite where we are today anymore. I mean, if you want to get really technical, again, remember, I'm not an expert yet. I'd like to be an expert in some of these things but I'm not there yet. I'm just, you know, I'm talking in broad strokes, like we're not getting into nitty gritty things, right? Like if we were really talking about economics, then the first thing that I would say is that Adam Smith's world of economics is totally different from today's. So any economic policy today based on Adam Smith's ideas purely, you know, probably isn't going to reflect the ideals and the values that society today has, or even is, it's just outdated. It just doesn't, it, 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 back then the ideals didn't in, encapsulate corporations, uh, or tax havens or all these different things that we have to grapple with and deal with today. And all that said, here's another way that ego tricks us. Ego makes us think that we have all the answers and we don't newsflash. We don't have all the answers. I'm the type of person I love learning. I love finding new answers. I love learning about new things. I love being right. 
It's so much fun to be correct and to know something. So fun. But I don't have all the answers. As much as I'd like to think that I do, I don't. I, I am flawed, you know, probably more flawed than I think I am. Ego makes me think that I'm less flawed than I am. So where are you going with this? Where are you going with this? I don't know. Ah, this is where I'm going with it. Back to economics and back to us thinking that we're smarter and better and more capable than we are. And that's not to put ourselves down. That's not to put me down. That's not to put you down. But it's just, a, it's just that like our egos make us think that we're more capable than we might be. And our egos on the flip side are also the ones that tell us that we're not good enough, right? That we need to be better. We need to be this. We need to be that. But back to economics, the, the mode with which we operate today is unlike any other time in human history. The, the institutions of government, the institutions of the economy that we currently enjoy are maybe a half a century, 75, 100 years old, depending on what you're looking at, right? The Federal Reserve, uh, ooh, wait, see, this is, where, this is where I'm not an expert, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't stretch this, right? I'll just keep it blank, I'll keep it you know, broad. Most of the institutions that we enjoy today are 50 to 100 years old, right? If we look at, here, we'll look at the SEC, um, you know, that's 1930s era, right? 1930s, uh, after the great depression, or I guess, you know, right bef- during the great depression, but after the whole stock market crash, right? So that's not even a hundred years old yet, right? We actually have no idea what we're doing. We have pretty good guesses. We have pretty good, you know, we have, we are, we've operated up until this point, but we don't actually know the full ramifications of what we do, right? Like, we're, we're all too small on, on the grand scale. Our egos make it, you know, it, this is, it's a paradox, right? We're simultaneously everything that's ever existed to us. And we mean absolutely nothing because we are just one person out of billions, right? Oh, we're getting in a whole other territory here. This is just, you know, this is just what happens. I'm driving. I still have a, a good ways to go. We think that we have everything figured out. We think that we know when we do certain things, you know, with money or with policy or with relationships, we, we think that we know what we're doing. I, I would bet that most of us have no idea what's actually going on and that our, our egos make us too afraid to admit it. And I'll say that personally for myself. It's hard to say that I don't understand something. It's hard to say that I need help. It's hard to say that I can't hack it, right? It's hard to say those things. It's hard to think those things. That's all ego. But it's also saying those things and thinking those things and opening up to people that make it easier to get through it as well because then they can come alongside you and be a part of it with you, right? Again, I'll just reference, you know, buddy that confided about his own relationships. Like that made our relationship just a little bit, you know, a little bit stronger. I felt important because I felt like, oh, he's willing to share something with me. Okay. That's pretty cool. And then, you know, he felt important because I didn't reject him and say, oh, buddy, you're so dumb for thinking that or feeling that. Right. So on each of our levels, you know, we, we, we met each other. 
And that, that's kind of what it takes, but our ego gets in the way and our ego makes us doubt who the people around us are that are, that are in our corner. Our egos make us think that we're alone. Our egos make us think that it's all up to us. Our egos, you know, for all the good that comes with the drive and the, the ambition, you know, the egos, our egos, our spirits make us, you know, lose track of what's happening right in front of our nose because we're thinking about other things. Because we're thinking about where we want to be or who we want to impress or what we want to end up like or how much money we want to have in our bank account by the time we're 30 or 45 or 70 or whatever. And we lose track of what's right in front of us. Such, such are the ailments of ego. Ego, ego makes us think that we're, you know... That, this sounds bad. Maybe it sounds bad. I don't know. Our egos make us think that we're more important than we are. I mean, I, I know for a fact that I am very important to a lot of people, you know, my family. And you know what? Well, this is like, this is heavy. This is hard. At some point I'm going to pass and they're going to move on. And that's okay. Right? Oh, like that's weird. I'm coming, I'm coming in that perspective, from that perspective. Okay, now we have to back up a little bit. Again, I, the whole point of this, it, this is all advice for myself. I'm thinking like, if I listen to this in 10 years, will I be able to, you know, glean some advice, glean some knowledge, glean some, you know, ideas or perspective? from, you know, my thoughts right now in this moment. So in order to do that, remember, this is, this is all about me. So I'm going to go into talking about the circumstances that surround this episode. I just came back from my brother. My brother got married. So excited for him and his new wife. And I could not be happier for the two of them. And at the same time, simultaneously, I realized that this person who has been my best friend, you know, I'm not the most important person in their life anymore. You know, as if I ever was, you know, that, that's a, that could be a trick of the ego, right? To think that we're the most important person in someone else's life, that everybody else should drop what they're doing for us, right? I don't. I don't think we, we ever like, I don't think I ever actually did that with, with my brother, but my brother was my best friend. And so for a lot of years, you know, he was the one that I was seeing every single day. He was the one that I would go to with all of my, you know, with problems. He was the one that would come to me with problems. He was the one that I would fight with, right? He was the one that I would play with. He was for a lot of years, he was my everything. He was my most important person. Um, and even when we were growing up, he was simultaneously the most important person in my life and the person that I didn't want to be around because I was with him all the time, right? So again, our egos make us think that, you know, we're the center of the universe and we are, and we also aren't, right? Like it's such a paradox of life and existence that I, that I'm here and I also mean a lot to a lot of people. 
and also if I just stopped existing, you know, it would it would be really damaging. I won't I won't say that it won't be damaging. But I would like the uh, will the universe miss me? I don't know. I don't know. My ego wants me to think that yes, it would. But does the universe miss a duck? Does the universe miss a tree that, you know, dies and no longer bears leaves or fruit? Does the universe miss oh anything? Or is it just that everything's involved in it at all times? And that and that we're simultaneously everything that exists and nothing that exists. And that we're only here for a blip of time, so make the most of it. Right? Oh man, we're just going all over the place. That's okay though. Right now, again, I'll I'll back up. Right now, I uh, I'm reminded about how important it is to you know put your ego aside, put your insecurity aside. And open up and get vulnerable with the people that matter. And push out the fear that says that you won't be loved or accepted for who you are. Or for what you say. I mean, I I was on the phone with another family member recently and you know they they made a comment right before they were gonna say something. They had made a comment. Oh, this is interesting. Let's see, what do we got here? Oh, we have a little doggy. Oh, poor doggy's running in circles here. Doggy doesn't know where it is. Oh, oh, scared on the highway. Doesn't know where the where they are. If you needed any other evidence that I'm driving, you now have it. The dog just came onto the highway. Thankfully, though, a few people stopped and are trying to corral it so that it doesn't get hit because that would be very sad. It looked like a pretty mangy dog. And I don't know where I don't know where I don't know where Buddy sleeps. I don't know. Anyway, I lost my train of thought. You know, uh we'll see if it comes back. We'll see. I was probably talking about being vulnerable with the people that matter. It's hard. It's scary. But I think it's worth it. Oh, other family member. Ah, not uh, it, getting over the fear of not being loved for who you are. And I mean, in a way, what you say or what you do, because what you say and what you do are reflections of who you are. So if you're afraid of... Be- you know, not being loved for what you say or what you do, then that is a reflection of not being loved for who you are. So like, that's interesting too. Um, anyway, I was on the phone with this family member and they, they were just a little apprehensive to tell me something. And I was like, what? No, don't be like, if you have something on your mind or on your heart, tell me. And I'm, we'll deal with it after (laughs) like 
if if you you know some things are hard to hear but from the people that are closest to you and that love you you know i think that they should be said and they should be heard but again our ego is our mask our shield and our like armor that comes up our shell right at my brother's wedding i was really proud of myself i came out of my shell or at least I, it, it wasn't just like, oh, all of a sudden, ooh, I'm out of my shell. Uh, no, it, it's happened over the last decade, right? The last, you know, you, know, you can make up however old you think that I am right now. Um, but over the last decade, it's been little blips in a certain direction, little movements, you know, over time that then like... I was able to show up and, you know, be me and have an awesome time at my brother's wedding. An unreal time with friends and family and met some amazing new people. Like, and that would have really sucked if I was, you know, too afraid to come out of my shell to, uh, to enjoy that. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have just sucked? Would have been like, oh. You missed out on all this cool stuff because you were so concerned about what you look like or what you, what you, well, and when I say what you look like, you know, I was, you know, I kind of think of perspective wise more than physical appearance. Uh, like what do people think of you, right? As opposed to physical appearance. However, physical appearance is totally valid and totally, you know, normal to feel that way um, as well. But, like, wouldn't it have sucked if I was just so wrapped up in feeling and feeding my ego that I wasn't, that I wasn't enough or that I wasn't, like, wouldn't, wouldn't that have sucked if I missed everything that went on that was so good because I was thinking about things that, you know, my ego was concerned about, how I appeared to other people, how I spoke. I delivered a speech, too. That was a lot of fun. I was nervous before that, but what was I like, I ended up, you know, shortly before giving my talk about my brother, I ended up realizing like, what did I have to be nervous of? Like, nobody here wants me to fail. Nobody here wants me to fall flat on my face. Like, these are all people that love me. Or there are people that I just met that, you know, I, I, you know are going to become family, right? People that I just met that are going to become family or that we're always going to share this time together. What do I have to be nervous of? Like everybody here is on my side. Everybody here is for me. But that little voice, well, you're not good enough. You're not ready. You didn't practice enough. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know how that joke's going to land. It ended up being great. I'm so proud of myself. But that too, like that took time and that took effort and that took wrestling with, you know, with negative thoughts. Negative thoughts are okay. Negative thoughts are also sometimes your ego. We've covered a lot here. I don't know if I'm done or not. Uh, maybe we'll say I'm done for now. It's a beautiful day. There's a lot of clouds off in the distance. They're really, really puffy ones. There's been uh, There's been some clouds throughout the day. But where I'm driving around right now, it's kind of farmland, and then you'll come into some, you know, watery areas, and then you'll come back into farmland, and then it'll be flat for a while, and then, you know, it's uh, 
it's pretty cool to look off in the distance and just see clouds and, you know, a flat horizon. I'm coming up on a hill right now, then I'll be able to see a lot farther. But from what I can see right now, you know, there's a lot of blue sky right above me and clouds on the horizon and, you know, it's a good day to exist. It's a good day to exist. So I think that's where I'm going to, that's where I'm going to leave you. It's a good day to exist. I'm just going to exist and, you know, here for the rest of my car ride. And I appreciate you for listening, whoever you are, wherever you are. And I don't know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, uh, I have to get, I have to get a guest on here. But even if I do get a guest on here, it would only be self-serving because then it would make me feel like it's more important than maybe it is. But I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to try to get a guest on here. We'll do an interview of, of some sort. Maybe I'll do that here while I'm, while I'm here this weekend. Um, anyway, thanks for being with me. Thanks for hanging out. I'm wishing you all the best in everything that you do and that you don't beat yourself up so much over things. Cause I know that's, you know, that happens to me. So anyway, signing off. Adios amigo, amigos, amigos. I never took Spanish, so I'm sorry. I don't know. Adios. I know adios is goodbye. Adios, amigos. Bye, friends.